The following audio is from All Saints Church. For more information about the church, please visit our website at allsaintsgb.org. Good morning, everyone. Uh, It's a joy to be here with you again. Uh, I love uh, the worship. Uh, Thank you for that. Um, Thank you, Pastor Chad, for the invitation uh, this morning. Um, Our reading and our our sermon will be uh, from the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 7. We read from uh, verses 10 to 17. Isaiah Chapter 7, verse 10. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask a sign of the Lord. God, let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, hear then, O house of David. Is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. The Lord will bring upon you and upon your people and upon your father's house such days as have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. God, we thank you for your word. Please pray with me one more time. God, we... uh, We thank you that we can come to worship you. And now we pray that you speak to our hearts, that you use the preaching of your word to bring us to your feet, to come and trust you more, to trust you with our life, to trust you with our salvation, Father. So speak through me now from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, today we're going to continue with the series of True Reality. Um, under the title, uh, The Choice to Trust. To trust. Uh, our text is located in the time around 740 B.C. Uh, we are in a time before Jesus was born. Uh, at this time, uh, the kingdom is divided. Uh, to the north, there's Israel, and to the south, Judah. King of Judah is surrounded with trouble, and, and Syria unites with the north to fight Against Judah. So the Lord commissions Isaiah with a mission to Ahaz, king of Judah, and he's authorized to offer Ahaz a sign to encourage his faith and direct his decision. So, in other words, the Lord tells Isaiah, Go to the king Ahaz and encourage him, and encourage him to ask for a sign. Um, so uh, the prophet comes, and like this, um, many, uh, like many prophecies, this has an early fulfillment in the days of Ahaz and a later and more complete fulfillment. Um, 
The structure of our text focuses on verses 10 to 12, where Ahaz decides to go his own way. Although uh, the prophet invites the king to test God, it is really the king who is being tested. Uh, Ahaz, at this point, is afraid. He's the king of Judah, and he's going to be attacked by these two, two powerful kings. And uh, we see that in verse 2. Not our verse for today, but we see a little uh, uh, on verse 2, if you put your eyes there, we see, uh, when the house of David was told, Syria is in league with Ephraim, the heart of Ahaz and the heart of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake before for the wind. It's not a shake of, of, of cold. He's, he's, the cold of winter is coming. He's not shaking for that. He's shaking because he's afraid. He's, he's, he's thinking uh, about this. They're coming to invade. They're coming to fight me. What am I going to do? And look on verse 9 with me. It says, and the head of Ephraim is talking about uh, the, the, two, the two kingdoms. Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is the son of Remaliah. It says, if you are not firm in your faith, you will not be firm at all. So Isaiah is talking to uh, King Ahaz, and he's telling him this. If, he's telling him, if you, don't pros, if you don't put your trust in me, your life will be consumed by fire. If you will not believe, surely you, you will not, you shall not be established. Um, so let's look at our, our text uh, on verse 10. And uh, there's only two points this morning. And the first one is God's, God's choice to call sinners. So we see in verse 10 how it says, again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Our verse starts with the word again. This indicates a second part of a conversation. A second time uh, God comes to, uh, to talk to Ahaz through the, through the prophet Isaiah. If, um, if you look at verse 3, you'll see that God is inviting Ahaz to place his trust in God. Uh, God here invites him to trust one more time. Uh, God, God not only speaks to Ahaz once, but more than once. He speaks to him twice. And, uh, and Ahaz is not looking for God. God is looking for Ahaz. God is trying to uh, let Ahaz know, hey, you can trust me. Come and seek help from me. It is amazing that God is calling King Ahaz because King Ahaz is an evil king. The entire story uh, of this that we, we're not going to cover detail by detail, but it's in the book of 2 Kings chapter 16. I'm going to read you a, a portion of the verses from that uh, reference, 2 Kings, talking about how um, King Ahaz was an evil king. It says, verse 2, and he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord his God, and his, as his father David had done. He didn't do what his father David did. He even burned his son as an offering. He sacrificed and made offerings on the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. So it's amazing, incredible mercy of God coming to this king and saying, trust me, 
You will be saved. Just ask for a sign. So God inviting is inviting King Ahaz for a proof that he will help him in this problem. So verse 11 says, ask for a sign, says the Lord. The word, the word ask is a command. It's an imperative. God is saying, make, make a request. Ask for a miracle. Uh, look how, how fair is God. He doesn't just give him Ahaz an ultimatum. He just uh, doesn't demand Ahaz a non-rational leap of faith. He doesn't say, well, just close your eyes just trust me. Uh, you won't see anything, just, just trust me. No, he offers him a sign. Um, any sign he can think of, any evidence, something that he can be sure that, that God is going to help him. What type of sign? Uh, be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. We see, we see that in our, in our verse 11. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. So anything you can think of, deep, deep or difficult or intense, anything in heaven, anything in hell, anything in between. He's, he's saying any, anything you want to ask, just, just ask for it. I will show you. I will prove you that I'll be with you. I will help you. There's no limit, no excuses. You just need to ask. These two extremes includes everything, everything in between. So we'll expect to, uh, to hear from Ahaz. Okay, I'll, I'll ask for this sign. But look at verse 12. It's shocking. But Ahaz said, I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. I will not ask and I will not put the Lord to the test. Let's see who reads the Bible here. Ahaz seems like a very good Christian. Um, he doesn't want to put the Lord to the test. He seems, he seems even better than the prophet. His faith seems greater than the prophet's faith. Uh, what does, why is he saying no? Um, he's saying no, I will not ask for a sign. If you look at verse 12, there's two negatives. He's saying no, I will not ask for a sign. And then no, I will not put the Lord to the test. Isaiah comes and says, hey, ask, and then no, and no, no, and no. Two negatives. Why not? Why not? Well, he doesn't want to put the Lord to the test. He, he remembers his Bible uh, classes. Deuteronomy uh, 6.16, making sure I get the right pronunciation. It says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. As you test him at Massa, he must be thinking about this verse. I'm not, I, I can't put the Lord to the test, right? He sounds very spiritual, mature. He is not. He is not. He knows his Old Testament verses, but he does not, does not know the God of the Old Testament. He pretends to be obedient to God, but he does not obey God. He's not obeying God. Ahaz's refusal to ask for a sign is rebellious, not pious. Ahaz's true reason for declining was his decision not to do God's will, but to seek the help from somewhere else, from Assyria. He took the Bible uh, reference out of, out of its context. 
Putting God to the test, arising from doubt and rebellion is indeed offensive to God. But in this case, unbelief in God is disguised with respect to God. This king has decided not to trust God, yet he pretends and hides it with piety and humility. Um, here there was a warrant for, of a prophet of God to ask for a sign was not a temptation of God. He should not ask for a sign from God unless God invites him to ask for a sign. The prophet is saying, ask. God is saying, ask. So he could ask. And he thinks he could reject God and be okay with it. He gets to choose what God will do. By rejecting the prophet, King Ahaz is rejecting the one who sent the prophet. And you know this. And, and you know this too. This reminds me of us. <laughs> we read the Bible and know our Bible and we know our theology and we know our doctrine. Yet, we are unable to trust God in our decisions. Unable to love our wives as God wants us to love them. Unable to be gentle and patient with our children. Unable to trust that God will provide the happiness, and the fulfillment that we are looking for. Ahaz says, King Ahaz says, I will not. What he's saying is, I will not believe. I will not trust. He's okay, but not for me. Not, not for me. I, I'm good. Uh, I've been learning teen, uh, teen uh, language. I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. Nah, it's okay. He's okay. I mean, I respect that. I respect you, but uh, I'm okay. Not for me. Um, he's saying, you know, I, I respect them, but you know my situation, Isaiah. I have problems. You, you know. I mean, I understand I need to put Christ in the center of my decisions, but you don't understand, Isaiah. I have a, a mortgage to pay and, 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 and hungry kids to feed. Um, if we don't want God, um, we can find a way to make our unbelief sound acceptable, even spiritually. Uh, someone said that evidence uh, cannot create faith. It can only confirm it. Where there is no faith, uh, evidence is, is merely unwelcome. He doesn't want a sign. He's not believing. So no need for a sign. When we, when we cannot trust God... Uh, it suddenly makes a good sense to trust our, our worst enemies. And who's our worst enemies? Um, our idols, the devil, our sinful lives, our evil thoughts, the flesh, our unbelief. Comes at the end and destroys us. Um, God gives you a sign here at All Saints Church. And God gives God will give you a sign today at All Saints Church. Every time you partake of the Lord's Supper um, and you participate in baptism, it's a sign of God's covenant. It's a sign of his sure salvation uh, to us. And, and we, ought to, we ought to take and participate of these signs that God has established. Um, Maybe you still have a hard time believing God and, and the Bible message of 
uh, of the Bible message of salvation. Maybe you say, if I could, maybe you think, if, if I could only see a sign or, or an angel or, or a vision or, or, or something, then I, I'll, I'll believe. But we clearly see in this passage of the Bible that there's no sign that will make Ahaz believe. He doesn't want to trust God because he doesn't want to submit to God. Um, so there's no, there's no sign. And God has through all ages given his people evidence by which their faith might be strengthened. But it's the work of the Holy Spirit that makes us believe. So the leap, the leap of faith, it's an incorrect concept of Christianity. God has never asked us to believe without rational foundation. Um, but evidence is not necessary to believe. Uh, the work of the Holy Spirit, the word of God is the one who makes us, makes us believe. So we, we see that God, how God is, is choosing to call Ahaz a sinner uh, to, to obedience. And now on verse 13, we see God's, God's chosen sign. So look with me at verse 13. He said, <clears throat> now the prophet speaking, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Now, in verse 11, I will, we'll stop there. We'll continue the other verses later. In verse 11, Isaiah refers to God as your God. So he's saying, look at verse 11. says, as a son of the Lord, your God, Ahaz, any sign. So the prophet is saying, this is your God, King Ahaz. He wants to save you. Will you let him? But Ahaz declines, right? So now verse 13 says, here, okay, you don't want a sign? Okay, so hear this. You, it's not only you wearing me, you're getting me tired, but you're getting uh, my God. You weary my God. So in other words, he's saying, my God isn't your, in your sight anymore. It's not your God, King Ahaz. It's my God. And your opportunity has passed. You don't want to listen. You don't want to trust God. So then listen what my God has to say. Hear then. What is coming to you? Ahaz is not refusing a man. He's refusing God. Let me pause for a moment and, and, and give you a, a commercial. Uh, last time uh, I was given a, a, a text that spoke about joy and gladness. Uh, the joy on this one will come later. Okay? But it, this is a, a, a real situation where uh, it should make you angry like, the prophet is coming to this king, and the king is like, no, I'm okay. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's not fun to see this. Um, so the prophet is saying, okay, you're getting me tired with your unbelief. I'm already tired of you not trusting God. You are disrespecting God. You are failing in a big way for not obeying Prophet is like, you know, I'm giving you all the arguments, you know, I'm giving you all the answers, I'm giving you all the texts, 
verses and, and you still not believe. We need God to intervene when we want someone to trust Jesus. We need to pray that their hearts are softened. When we share the gospel with someone um, and the gospel is rejected, it's not necessarily because we didn't say enough or we missed something or we say something that we weren't supposed to say. It's because their heart is, is hardened and we need God to, to do the work in their hearts. Verse 14. says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So the king Ahaz is refusing a sign. Now uh, he says, okay, I don't want a sign. Then God will give you a sign, but a sign of, of judgment. Um, but ultimately a sign of salvation, yes. But before we get to this sign of salvation, this sign of, pres of the presence of God... We see this sign of judgment for Ahaz. And we see the right and just judgment of God. God is right to bring judgment on Ahaz. Um, and God will give him a sign deep as Sheol and high as heaven. Now, um, the prophecy is fulfilled first with the birth, the birth of Isaiah's son. Let me see if I can pronounce this. Look at verse 8, 1 through 4. So you will see uh, the name there, Maher Shalach Hashbak. It's even more difficult than my last name. Aspilqueta. Look at this. Maher Shalach Hashbas. Okay, so this is Isaiah's son. And he says, you know, Verse 3, and when the prophetess, when I went to the prophetess, I say he's talking, and she conceived and bore a son. Then the Lord said to me, call his name, uh, that, that name, that long name. For before the boy knows how to cry, my father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria will be carried away before the king of Assyria. So Damascus is referring to Syria and Samaria is referring to the northern kingdom um, the northern kingdom of Israel. Um, so this, the name means the spoil speeds and the prey hastens, which signified the, the rapid devastation of Syria, not really anymore, Israel and Judah. So the name of this boy means there's going to be problems, devastation, and it's coming soon. That's what the name means. Uh, but it's also uh, re um, refers to the presence of God with the reminder of the people and the approaching fulfillment of God's promise. Um, in um, verse uh, 18, it says, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are signs. Sign. So uh, Isaiah, Isaiah understood that the child referred to his son. From verse 14, 7, 14, it referred to his son. That will be the sign. Before this son grows big, older, gets older, there's going to be destruction from the, the place where you're putting your confidence in. So God is saying, you don't want to trust me? Okay. Before Isaiah's son gets older, um, these two kings that you are afraid of, they will be destroyed. That's basically 
This is basically what he's saying. Destruction will come very soon. And this is your sign. When you see this boy growing up, uh, when he is born and grows up, these, these kingdoms will be will destroyed. Verse 15. He shall eat curds and honey when he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the boy knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings you dread will be deserted. So the Assyrians will invade Judah, destroying the land so bad that agriculture will discontinue and the people will have only dairy products to eat. So Ahaz was afraid of these two kings. In verse 16, he's saying to him, uh, those, that, those two that you were afraid, they'll be destroyed. They're, they're, they're nothing to me. This thing that is causing you anxiety and that's keeping you awake at night, I will get rid of it. And it's going to happen very soon. Someone said, I was reading, um, and, and, and was saying this, that this episode was like a, a mouse attacked by two rats. A, a mouse attacked by two rats. Squeaking for a cat to come and save him. The cat did save him, but the mouse ended up as dessert. This is kind of like the story, what's happening. Uh, so this guy, King Ahaz, seeks for protection somewhere else to, from Assyria. And then Assyria uh, comes and eats at Judah, invades Judah. Uh, look at verse 17. The Lord will bring upon you and upon your people and upon your father's house such days as have not come since the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, the king of Assyria. Um, this announcement suggests that the Assyrian crisis will be more decisive and bring more change to Jerusalem, to Judah, than any event since the civil war that divided the kingdom after Solomon's death. It, this will be a great tragedy. And for us, are we... Uh, are we doing the same as Ahaz did? Are we trying to find other ways, other things to trust, or are we trusting God right now? We'll, we'll, are we trusting he will fight for us? We have to uh, welcome God as our Savior and yield to, to his way, to, to his timing, to his control, to his glory. We have to stop facing the fight alone. Who are we going to trust? Let me tell you a story. So I was with a friend these past days, and he was telling me a, a story. He works for Uber, so he drives. And one of these days, he had uh, some passengers, and one lady asked him if, he could, if she could sit on the front. And she was talking to him and saying, you know what, you, you seem like a good man, and it seems like you pray a lot. And that's great, that's wonderful. So it seems like, you know, this is a nice person telling uh, my friend about this. And he's saying, you know, but it seems like someone did a spiritual work and it's, it, there's like a spiritual situation, like a spiritual situation in your house. And I can help you get rid of it because your life is in danger. That's what the, the Uber passenger told this uh, friend of mine. And uh, this lady gave her number to my friend and I visited him, and he was asking me, what's your opinion on this? And I said, 
um, we, we can trust any of this. We, where the God's spirit is, where the presence of God is, there can be no evil spirits. I said, delete the phone number right away. We can't trust. You can't trust anything else other than God. Any, any good gift, any good blessing comes from God above. And if it's not, God, if it's not from God, it can't be good. If, you're doing, if we are doing something that is causing us to be fun, it's enjoyable, it's great, but it's not uh, pleasing in the eyes of God, it can't be good. It will turn our back on us and destroy us at the end. So not only did the Lord use the Assyrians to judge the northern kingdom, he also used them to invade uh, Ahaz, domain of, of Judah. Um, two years later, uh, after Isaiah delivered this prophecy, Assyria defeated, defeated Syria, and ten years later invited, invaded the northern kingdom of Israel. So this, this prophecy was fulfilled. So listen to this. Whatever, listen to this quote. Whatever a man trusts in place of God will one day turn to devour him. We get into the conclusion here. And please pay attention to this part. we very close to finish. This prophecy that Isaiah gives to King Ahaz is secondly, is now more complete fulfilled in the birth of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. And we will conclude these sermons by looking at verse 14. The sign of judgment that Isaiah prophesied to King Ahaz was a prophecy of judgment to him, but a prophecy of salvation for us. The question that God was asking King Ahaz, God is asking you today, will you accept my sign? And you don't have to even ask for a sign because he's saying to us, God is saying to us, I already gave you a sign. You don't need to wait for a child to be born. God says, I already sent my son Jesus Christ. He was already born. He already died. And he already resurrected and is sitting at the right hand of mine with me. Will you receive him? Will you trust him? Not only for the salvation of your soul, but also for the salvation of every problem and every need that you face. For everything that you're looking for. For every single thing that you want to feel in your life. Would you let them, would you let him be the king of your life? Or are you going to try to find excuses to keep your kingdom? You don't need to ask for help outside of God. He says, turn to me, ask me. What would you do with this amazing, fulfilled sign God has given? Well, what are we going to do? We should repent of not believing, of trusting other sources. We should put our trust, our trust in Jesus. Jesus will fulfill all reminding prophecies and promises in the Bible. 
Jesus will come again. Will come to be with his people. And it's going to happen. The same as this happened. The same as this sign. He will come and be with us again. It's going to happen. Choose to trust him. Let's pray. God, we thank you for, for this word that reminds us to put our trust in you. Help us not make this mistake as King Ahaz of trusting other sources, other powers. Help us trust you, Father. You will win the battle. Amen.